0: Welcome to Red Pill University. I'm your host, Joe. I am joined tonight with Mike and DTC. Tonight, this is all about uh, what to do when you start getting success. If you've implemented the 100 series and the 200 series content, and you're getting a lot of at-bats, and you're going to start finding, uh, yeah, not all of the women out there are going to be high quality, and you're going to start having some issues eventually. It's just a, a numbers game.
1: You're going to have options, and you're not going to want all of those options, and we're going to explain
0: why and what to look for. Exactly. What to do about those. All right. So we'll just jump right into the slides here. Uh, Let's do this. So tonight we're just going to kind of just gloss over the major uh, personality disorders that a lot of guys are going to uh, commonly encounter, and then what to do when you encounter them. All right? So the main things to watch out for are Cluster B personality types, uh, your borderline, histrionic, and narcissistic personality disorders—three different things with their own sets of symptoms—and then bipolar disorder, which back in the day used to be called uh, manic manic depressive disorder. So Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, emotional, or unpredictable thinking or behavior. This is where you get those four types right there antisocial, borderline, histrionic, and narcissistic. But the main thing to take away from this is that they're dramatic, overly emotional, or unpredictable uh, patterns of behavior. Dramatic and overly emotional. And I know some guys are probably thinking, well, this is just women in general. It's like, no, believe it or not, these yeah. are actual personality disorders. We're going to go into the symptoms here in just a second. Uh, yeah. We like to joke. Not all people like that. Not all. Not women. all. Yeah. Uh, you know, what was it? Like twenty five percent of women, at least in the states, are on some kind of mood altering uh, drug, and the joke is like only twenty five. It's like you gotta okay. watch out; for the other seventy five. You know? Well, I that, okay, that's a real thing. Let's let me pull on that thread for just one yeah. second, Joe. A hundred
1: percent of women on are on a mood altering drug, and it's called mm. hormones. And hormones are really, <laughs> really serious in terms of the way they affect your behavior. Uh, and obviously, that doesn't apply to just women. Take guys that are on, yeah. guys that are running gear, guys that are on testosterone, especially yep. TRT or if they're on trend or something. They're an emotional wreck. And so, imagine that. Mm-hmm. Imagine being born and you are on a hormonal roller coaster every month, up yep. and down and up and down. It's, uh, it's awful. So, just realize yeah. that, and if you're thinking like, "Ha ha, this is all women," I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, they're all they're all riding the horn you know, chasing the hormone dragon.
0: <laughs> yeah, hormones absolutely drive uh, our emotions and our behaviors. There's no questions, no question about it. Uh, but yeah, getting into the slides, we got a lot of a lot of ground to cover tonight. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Also, hit that notification bell. Subscribe. Hit the like button. That will hitting the like button alone. Helps out with the uh, the YouTube algorithm. If you don't like the content, don't like the video. Uh, but yeah, subscribe, notification bell, you know what to do. All right. Mm-hmm. BPD symptoms. The intense fear of abandonment. Uh, for those that are on the podcast, even going to extreme measures to avoid real or imagined separation or rejection. Mm-hmm. A pattern of unstable, intense relationships, such as idealizing someone one moment and then suddenly believing the person doesn't care enough or is cruel. Again, dramatic swings, that's what we're looking for here. All right. One
1: of the interesting things about um, bipolar disorder is the onset of it and you know bear in mind that the average age of onset for bipolar bipolar disorder is 25 years old. So hmm. you you could be dating somebody for a very long time and their personality, you know, in my case I was married and and the person I was married to just you know she had you know, BPD turned on and it was a bad, bad situation. Uh, so that's that stuff can happen yeah. uh, in a very real way. Uh, somebody You could be with somebody that does not have BPD and all of a sudden there are, you know, imagined uh, scenarios. There are things that are, you know, uh, beyond the level of normal, like scorekeeping, that type of stuff, they're collecting wounds, they're doing things like throwing everything up on the scoreboard and getting, uh, again, into just, Uh, incredible amounts of intensity uh, with these, you know, unstable kind of attachment methods. It's, it's pretty ugly.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, In addition to what we just covered before, rapid changes in self identity and self image. Mm -hmm. Again, this is these are back to the borderline personality disorder symptoms. And these rapid changes can include shifting goals and values seeing oneself as bad or as if they don't exist at all, this lack of uh, self-worth, uh, periods of stress-related paranoia and loss of contact re- with reality. These can last from a few minutes to a few hours. When you start seeing those kinds of shifts, you got to call somebody because that's when people become dangerous to you or themselves. Uh, that really, that like, loss of contact re- with reality is kind of uh A biggie, and it could just be a really slow. uh, I've seen this personally, where it's just like everything that they that you say, they take out of context. It doesn't have any basis in reality. They are interpreting things in the most least charitable way possible. Yeah, to the point where these are almost psychotic detachments. A a little bit. It
2: it really is, and and so in my personal marriage, what I ended up doing was recording every conversation I had with her. Because I was being gaslit so bad that I was questioning my own reality. I had no idea what was going on, and it was very confusing at times. So I had to literally yeah. write, write everything down that happened every day because she would gaslight me later on in the week. And I had to have recordings of the conversations and I was actually writing down in a journal what happened throughout the day and how I felt. And if I was angry or if I was drinking, everything, because she would call it all into question.
0: Oh, well, wow. put a pin in that because we're going to talk about that at the end the the mm-hmm. tools that guys can use to implement to, you know, navigate these issues. But I, I do want to touch yeah. real quick
1: on the examples. So I, I'm sure, you know, DTC and, and Joe, you guys must have good examples of the rapid changes in self-identity and self-image.
0: <sighs> yes. I, but I mean, probably I, not I, I do. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not stuff I want to talk about in the open because yeah, it yeah. involves Texas. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, we can talk about that in the private community offline somewhat. Yeah. Speaking of, we have a private community where we talk about this stuff all the time. Links down in the description. Uh, we have a community portal where it's free, it's open to everybody. Uh, anybody can join and participate. If you want full access, head over to the slash uh, the fraternity. And from there, you can get full access to all of our. Ah, uh, coaching calls, uh, all the other stuff that we do—that is exclusive to the private community. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I think we we covered pretty much everything on this slide. Yep. Move them down. Still covering BPD symptoms: impulsive and risky behavior. This includes gambling, reckless driving, unsafe sex, spending sprees, binge eating, or drug abuse, or sabotaging success. By suddenly quitting a good job or ending a positive relationship, uh, things like this that are kind of like a big red flag for guys are women that have uh, friends that are not good influences on them. We'll talk a little, a little bit more about that later. But girls' nights out can be a quagmire. So it really depends on what uh, their friend situation looks like in a lot of cases. Yeah, um, the... the- let me just pause unsafe sex part here. Uh, first of all, unless you've,
1: you've already talked about that, you're both just kind of dating and it's casual and you guys can do whatever you want outside of the relationship. If you're in an LTR or a marriage, sex with other people should honestly be a line in the sand. And the reason why is a woman's never going to respect you if she's, uh, if she's having sex with another guy, just period, it's not going to happen. Uh, women aren't capable of it. It's not in their DNA. So, uh, from that standpoint, you got to realize that any amount of time and effort that you're spending investing in that relationship is going to cost you your self-respect. And that is a very, very high price to pay. So I just want to touch on that piece. Uh, but yeah, it, this all of this stuff is indicative, especially when it's paired with somebody who doesn't have their own strong sense of self and they're constantly trying to find their identity external to themselves. Right. We talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. of needing to find themselves. And if they're pursuing just completely impulsive, reckless behavior uh, where they really shouldn't be, like if they're if they're you know a parent or something like that and they're out there drinking and driving and, you know, doing mm-hmm. drugs and all that kind of stuff, that that is a huge indicator.
0: Yep. Uh, let's see here again. Yeah. The unsafe sex, sabotaging success. Uh, the next biggie is suicidal threats or behavior or uh, or behavior uh, of self self-inju- injury, could be the uh, the cutting, uh, the cries for attention, uh, with like the ODs that they don't mean to do it, but they do it for the attention. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, often in response to fear of separation or rejection. Again, talk to the pros. Get the hell out of there. Uh, another one is the wide mood swings. Those can last again from a few hours to a few days. I have seen this way more frequent than I'd prefer to see. Um, this can include intense happiness, irritability, shame, or anxiety. And the anxiety you're going to get when it comes down to the fear of loss and rejection. But it, sometimes that swing can just be almost like uh, bipolar from the manic to this depressive state. It's just that big mood swing. So when you're seeing these big, big gaps in their behavior, clear indication right there. Uh, Any thoughts on those other two bullets?
2: I just wanted to talk about the mood swings and what they look like. I mean, you can see whether or not a girl is in a manic episode based on her activity. Uh, For instance, if you have a woman at home and she's in a manic episode, she might be redecorating a lot. She might be buying new furniture. It's a constant spending, go, go, go situation. If you're in a normal relationship where a girl is not married and have a home together, you might just see her going out a lot with girls or just focusing on work. Whatever it is, she's going to have a, a serious upbeat to her, and almost unlimited energy, where she's just extremely happy and outgoing, which seems like a good thing. The sex is fantastic, um, yeah, but sex, sex drive. Goes then you have the swing, right? But then you have the swing, and then you have the oppressive yep. phase, and that's super clear too, because all of the things I just described go away. They feel depressed. They feel lonely. They feel sad. Everything is ending, and it's all your fault. <laughs> and You'll clearly <laughs> see it because they'll be attacking you left and
1: right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It can't be. It can't be their fault because they couldn't handle it. If it was their fault, yeah, well, you no, they can't chocolate. regulate yeah, like... their
2: own emotions. They can't own their own emotions because to own their emotions is essentially burning their own flesh, and they can't do that. So they have to pawn that off onto you because it's far too painful.
1: I don't want to preempt the how to handle this slides, but I'll tell you what not to do. Don't call out any of this behavior. Don't try and hold them accountable mm. when they're in the mm. midst of one of these intense, intense mood swings. I'm not saying don't pass shit tests. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is don't, for example, you never tell uh, an angry person to calm down. <laughs> calm. You not don't, You don't tell a crazy person that they're being crazy. Oh, you're just being
0: crazy. Like you don't just don't do that it's not constructive and it's not going nothing's work. ever calmed a woman down more yeah. than telling her to calm down yeah
2: exactly. so i have a great story for this i'd like to put a pen in this and share it later because it's a fantastic right. story that illustrates this point how right. like on a hairline this can be
0: perfect uh the link in the private chat so we don't forget yeah we we'll gotta come remind, back to it. remind ourselves so we don't forget yeah that. little notes go a long ways all right we're gonna go on to the uh the rest of the bpd symptoms mm-hmm. those being ongoing feelings of emptiness uh, inappropriate, intense anger, such as frequently losing their temper or being sarcastic or bitter, or this is the biggie having physical fights. And unfortunately there's not much in the way of help for guys. If you're being attacked, look at the whole Amber, Heard Johnny Depp situation. Like everybody vilified him and come to find out later, like she's off a rocker. She almost cut off his fingers. Uh <clears throat> A lot of physical violence was throwing chairs at him. He got it all on tape, threw it out on the internet, and it's like, whoa, okay, everybody was wrong thinking that he was the aggressor, and maybe he was in some of these instances. But the evidence that we now have is clear that she is like, and she acknowledges it in the tapes. Yeah, it takes, that, two, to, uh, it
1: takes two to tango, but you can't it just does write off a woman's behavior like that, like clearly, yeah. Well. If there's, look, yeah. Guys, if there's something <laughs> if there's something physical going on like that, have some respect for yourself and just you, you know create some
0: separation, if not just
1: get out of there completely.
0: And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. It's gonna be touch on what uh, DTC was saying a minute ago. Mm. All right, that closes out BPD. This is that's the borderline personality disorder symptoms. All right. Moving on to histrionic personality disorders. Uh, this one I've seen before constantly seeking <laughs> attention and validation uh, to the point they'll, they'll they'll do completely inappropriate stuff just to get the attention. Kind of like this stupid cat I got in the other room. She'll go over there and knock things off the table. She'll look at me when I'm doing it, or uh, she'll look at me when she's doing it. I'm like, no, don't do it. She does it anyways because then I yell at her and yeah. she's getting attention, even a, though it's not what I want her to do. That's a, histrionic personality disorder. i have a three-year-old girl, so this is all... Yeah. very familiar
1: but she's three that's so the a, best yeah. way to f-
2: yeah you want to find a histrionic girl you just listen to the girl who laughs really loud at a bar yeah. so everyone looks at her that's your histrionic Oh yeah, yeah.
0: It, there's overlap with uh the the narcissistic aspects we're, we're going to talk about that in just a second but again uh going down the slides for the uh the podcast listeners constantly seeking attention excessively emotional dramatic or sexually provocative uh behavior to get that attention And I'll throw this one example out. I was at a party and just dude's girlfriend decided to uh, go into their bedroom and just walking around in the bedroom without her top on, walking back and forth in front of the door, trying to get a little glimpse, give everybody a little glimpse. And she's just doing it for attention. We're like, dude, like take care of business here. And he's like, Oh, she's just always like that. It wasn't to do a, uh, like a, What's the opposite of voyeurism? The the not what's the word where they show off the flaunting, the uh, the kink? I just went blank on the word. It wasn't that. It was this. It was exhibitionism. It wasn't that yeah, it wasn't she wasn't being an exhibitionist. She was doing this sexually provocative behavior because she just needs that that she had that craving for attention. It's like and they that, – that's a whole other thing we can talk about later. But, yeah, offline. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's going down the line here. So you got the excessive emotional, dramatic, or sexually provocative behavior to gain attention. Speaks dramatically with strong opinions, but few facts or details to back them up, a.k.a. they're drama queens. Mm-hmm. And I see this a lot, too, in politics, like these, these art house liberal girls in college who have clear ideas – of like what they think, but there's no facts to to ground them. It's just they kind of go along with what they're taught and they never really thought about it themselves. Like there's no substance behind it. And there's overlap there as well. So maybe we're going to – I don't know. That's a whole other direction. But again, easily influenced by others. And this kind of goes back to be wearing girls' nights out. If they've got uh, – if all of your girlfriend or wife's friends or hoes – you're going to have a bad time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, excessive concern with physical appearance and thinks relationships with others are closer than they really are. Oh, Again, that drama queen kind of aspect kind of percolating under the surface there. Not only constantly uh, craving attention, but
1: constantly needing intimacy, like constantly mm-hmm. needing a real intense, deep personal connection. And so you find like, have you ever met a woman that just overshares completely? Oh my God. Yeah. It just opens up really early on. And all of a sudden you're in her life and you, you are in the deep end and you really don't want to know all this stuff or have with all of the stories about her friends that do X, Y, Z and what she does for a living and how stressful that is. And all of that. That's. A I don't fun. know, dude.
2: I like it. I, I actually super <laughs> enjoy that, and pretty much every girl I date does that. It's fantastic.
0: There's a, there's an upside, which is it can be fun at times, right? We're gonna talk about the roller coaster uh, later on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have I have a strong feeling that the reason DTC enjoys it is because of two two main reasons: is he's a high value guy, and he has a lot of options, and he doesn't have to deal with that nonsense. And deep down, he knows that.
2: That's probably true, but it's a cliffhanger. We're going to have
1: that later, so
0: stay tuned. Yeah. All right. I think we just closed out BPD and the histrionic personality disorder. Coming up on uh, NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. The belief that you're special and more important than others. Uh, They often fantasize about power, success, and attractiveness. Again, this isn't exclusive to women. None of this is. Uh, NPD is one of the dark triad traits, mm. narcissism. So this is a very male kind of personality disorder. If you want to think of it in that context, uh, failure to recognize others needs and feelings. It's that general lack of empathy. Uh, it's this center focused worldview. Uh, there's an exaggeration of its achievements or talents, the expectation of constant praise and admiration, A general level of uh, arrogance, the unreasonable expectations of favors and advantages, often taking advantage of others, and then lastly, the envy of others or belief that others envy you, having that excessive ego.
1: You know, that's a. I mean, this last one is, I think, the most obvious indicator. That especially the latter part of if they are so caught up in a lot of people in social media nowadays. Uh, if you run into a woman that feels like she's got a lot of haters, a lot of people that are jealous of her, and she's got 17 followers on social media,
0: like, no, it's-, it's Oh, that's, not... that's the very next slide, actually. It's, uh, it's boom. a good, boom. Boom. Good there seg- you go. Good segue.
1: You're so yeah. good at segues, bro. And they're
2: segues yeah. also. They're not segues or segues.
1: My, <laughs> my segues are the best. Everybody
0: tells me I have the best segues. There I you really go. Do big segue mike yeah Segway mike so yeah as for those who are on the podcast narcissism sy- narcissism symptoms uh yeah. that kind of correlate to what mike was just saying is that you can make an argument most women are narcissists with the advent of social media due to tinder instagram and so forth and that it's just caused this general explosion of inflated egos well here's why is they are
1: essentially it's a dopamine hit every time they get that validation and attention every time they get a like, and I'm not talking about like your your grandma, or your cousin says like oh happy birthday on social media. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all the time if they're addicted to, you know, a, a external validation and attention, they grow to be dependent on it. And if you go back one slide, that is a real solid indicator. It's the what the fifth, fifth bullet point: expectation of constant praise and admiration. It's it's exactly like a drug. Mm-hmm. These, these women, when they ultimately make a post where they don't get as many likes as they're used to, or something happens and they don't get the validation that they're used to, for whatever reason, it could be any reason, there could be no reason, uh, it's often a very big shift in uh, in how they act and, and how they outwardly react to other people as a, you know, in the aftermath of not getting that validation and attention. It's not good.
0: Yeah. And it also, too, you got to keep in mind that these like Facebook, Instagram, it's the gamification of attention and validation. And it's the way they operate. It's uh, it, it just gets people addicted to it. So it's a really nasty feedback loop, especially if you've got hints of these personality disorders. Do not get on social media. If you've got young daughters and you see them going in this direction, the best thing you could probably do is just nope. No internet, no no social media. It's just gonna, it's gonna make a spiral out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Just put parental controls on there. Yeah.
1: But in conclusion, the come down off of the social media hits, uh, the dopamine—it's yeah. really bad. It's
0: a really ugly yeah. come down. It is. All right. That closes out the cluster B for now. Uh, moving into bipolar. There we go. Again, formerly known as manic depressive. It goes, again, you're seeing a consistent theme here. Really extreme mood swings. These big gulfs between the highs and the lows. Uh, mania and hypomania. Mania is the extreme highs where you're going to get the really great sex. They're cleaning in the house. You come home, they've cooked like four different kinds of dinner. Who knows? You know. And there's all kinds of uh, what people will interpret as positives when really it's a gigantic warning sign you should have alarm bells going off because if this is what's you know the good stuff, what's about to happen? Pendulum and they shift
1: back the other way at some point. Yeah.
0: Now, if it's always like this, maybe you found a unicorn. I I don't know. There are no unicorns. So, Come on, Joe. exactly. That's the joke. All right. So <laughs> mania and hypomania. The mania is the extreme highs, more severe, and cause more noticeable problems at work, school, social activities, and uh, as well as uh, relationship difficulties. Mm-hmm they can also trigger a break from reality. That's the psychosis we talked about earlier. And that can require hospitalization and professional uh, help. Now, conversely, the hypomania is the extreme lows. And looking at it from the the medical perspective, there's no functional impairment from the lows, which is weird. The problem is this big gulf between the high and the low. Uh, So what you may end up seeing is irritability. Uh, or a a disinhibition, and this is where guys can see a lot of problems. A lack of restraint, this kind of general YOLO attitude, eh, who cares, you know? Uh, Yeah, lack of caring about consequences manifested in disregard of social conventions, impulsivity, and poor risk assessment. And if this sounds like an overlap with, uh, uh, you know, the carousel riding... Unsafe sex. Well, it's because there is an overlap. Mm -hmm. So you gotta be mindful of that. So the
1: the way I've seen this manifest, uh, in particular with the the downside of bipolarism is just a general nihilistic approach of what's Mm -hmm. the point? None of this matters, right? It's all exactly it's not it's not reality and that, that shift in you know, subscribing really hard to these Kind of impulses and these beliefs that they had, and then just throwing those out the window yeah. when they're depressed, um, that that's a real challenge. That's a real, real challenge. Indeed. a huge indicator of the downside. And I think a DTC message and ask if his audio is okay. We should probably check on that.
0: Well, he's been muted. Yeah. He's no, been um, muted. no. Oh, there he is. The yeah. Is good. All right. No, you're good. Um, yeah, that kind of covers the uh, the things to watch out for. The main takeaway from this is extreme: the extreme mood swings, the the inappropriate behavior that's just not socially acceptable. Uh, that's what that's what you got to watch out for. Mm-hmm. What just happened there? Um, I'll tell you, you what. You're gonna, what's when, that?
1: When you say extremes, I, it's yeah. tough. it's tough for guys that are in this because they don't recognize. <laughs> how extreme the behavior is often this stuff kind of opens up over time and develops in such a way that these guys will step back and they'll go you know what uh i didn't realize that things got this bad Mm -hmm. and and if you if you're a guy and you've got other guys that care about you that have your best interest in mind your brother your your cousins your dad your friends saying hey this girl is a real problem and you know you you are in a, a real bad situation. You need to step back and and take an inventory of some of these items. Like go down the list of this PowerPoint and say like, am, am I really am I really experiencing exactly what it is I think I'm experiencing here? Um, and get that perspective from other guys who have who have been in other relationships and you know been kind of normalized with other
2: or women. or just join the Discord and talk to us. Or join the Discord. Come right out of
1: my mouth. Like, yeah. Let's go, bro. That's the better way to do it. Yeah. Just
0: join us. We got you.
1: Yeah. yeah. We got you, man.
0: A matter of fact, we now have a mental health channel just for you. Uh, yeah. That I think is in the private community section. I don't recall. Where did we yeah. put in that? It is. We it put is. it in the
1: private community. Okay. Um, and and it, what, you,
0: We don't want people airing their, their issues out in the public. So it's all behind the paywall. So there is a fair degree of privacy. Uh, degree of vetting, I mean, degree of privacy, and what that channel is for. Yeah. Like, is
1: for people to do, you know, frame construction. If you go back to the episode on frame or advanced frame, I think we called it, um, that that whole slide of frame construction is how do you manage your ego? How do you deal with being stuck in certain loops in terms of professional, you know, or, or Mm -hmm. personal growth and, and personal development. And those kind of things where you've got insecurity, you've got, you know, lack of impulse control. Some of the things that we're talking about here, how do you really tune in your mental health and, um, the reality is like more guys will ask that question. Yeah. Well, yeah. So
2: seriously, the discord oh, is a wealth of knowledge. Like Mike and Joe are okay, but we have some really dope people who are super intelligent yeah. and can help you fix your brain. Yeah. It's yep. amazing.
0: It's true. Yeah. Now we've talked about um, what happens if you do stick it in crazy. Uh, and we're going to show you some examples of what that looks like. We already talked about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Uh, then you got stuff like this. You know, it it looks funny on the surface, but I mean, really, that's that's it's it's kind of possessive. There's a lot of red flags involved. Uh, I don't know if you can see the little thing here. Look how happy he
2: is! What are you talking about? He's so ecstatic! Look at his face! He's fired up! uh,
0: Yeah, zoom in. You can you can read this. It it, yeah. Honestly, as a prank, I love that. (laughs) As a prank, that's one thing. But if there's any degree of of uh, seriousness to it. Get the hell! That's like, yeah, run. I hope it's not real.
2: That scares me. I hope it's not real too.
0: Yeah. Now that's the funny version. This is the more serious version. Yeah, this ain't no joke. Yeah. So that was a booty call. Not a booty call. It was a uh, a a hookup. They got drunk or high, and he woke up and she'd carved on him at night when he was passed out. Dude, what do you expect?
2: Her name is Dominique. If you got a girl named Dominique, just get out, run,
0: (laughs) get those Nikes. Yeah. Yeah. Dominique, Tiffany. Nikki. So Don't do it. And we talked about how there's not a lot of resources in public for guys. Case in point, the converse of this is that she got off. Like if a guy had done that to a woman and carved on her, he's going to jail. She oh, didn't man. forever. So yeah. So there's definitely a distinct uh, empathy gap in the way the laws treat men and women. And there's been a lot of issues with guys trying to call these support lines for abuse and whatnot. And it's like, we can't help you. If you're a woman, sure. Bring the kids down. You're good to go. Uh, but for guys, if you're in an abusive situation, we're going to talk about that in just a second, like what to do. Well, actually, it's right here. So what? So you did crazy. What do you do now? Um, so in the immediate kind of thing, since we're talking about violence or really nasty situations, you need the GTFO. Mm-hmm. Uh, DTC talked about it earlier. Record everything. And one of the things that I found is you don't wait until you're in a bad situation where they're being loud and explosive and violent to start recording. You walk in with the recording already going and that alone can kind of uh, defuse the situation in some instances. Not always, but
2: in some cases. No. So let me jump in here real quick. So one time I, uh, I got locked out of my house and I was trying to climb into the window and she threatened to assault me. So I just pulled out my phone. And I pointed at her face and said, I'm recording you. Go ahead and hit me in the face. Do whatever you want. And she walked away. I was like,
1: what's up? Is this ex-wife or? It's a person. Oh, it's mm-hmm. a person. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. it's a it's dangerous, a-
2: violent person. She's like, I'm going to hit you with my cowboy boot, bitch.
0: Jeez. Uh, oh, that's not good. Yeah. yeah you don't uh, want uh, right. to end up in a, um, in a Rihanna Chris Brown situation. Because oh, it's not going to work out for you as the guy. I mean she was a chihuahua, she was
2: just all bark, she wasn't gonna fucking
1: hit me. All right, let me tell you about uh my my crazy situation with my ex. Um so after we after we won
2: at me, Mike. What the fuck?
1: No, not I'm this is just going around the horn, man. Um so what ended up happening is uh after we got the divorce in motion, she calls me up and it's like we need to talk. And stupid Mike goes back there, and uh, long story short, she pulled out a gun.
2: Oh, you yeah. didn't want me, bro! What the
1: fuck? She start, She pulled Damn. out a gun and, and 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 like was about to start loading it, and I was like, "I, I, I got, I'm gonna go. You're gonna force me to call the cops. I need to leave right now." And I and and she, uh, so that luckily got her oh. gun down. Uh, real, it was a real crazy situation. But the reality, mm. uh, I, my go-to phrase, the reality is, and this is real shit. I, I yeah, I, I could have gotten killed or <laughs> locked yeah. up that day. Dude, that escalated
2: quickly. Yeah. To wow.
0: <laughs> not not good. Not I'll good. tell you one of the stories uh, over on the server about uh, a friend of mine from back in the military days with the, the plates in the front yard. Doesn't yeah, the guns a bit more severe, but we'll get into this later. But anyways, no, I on up, Mike. So. Nice job. Yeah, that's that's wow. Oof. But anyways, so yeah, violence GTFO and record everything. But Man. if it's just a general yeah, the stuff we've covered earlier, and you know it it's time to jump ship. Here's some ways to get out of that without uh, causing a gigantic amount of issues. One is make it breaking up their idea so they dump you. Two simple ways of doing this are one, this is actually DTC's uh, idea here. become the bad guy. Why don't you walk them through this since these are your bullet points, my uh, DTC?
2: So I had a situation with the girl and uh, we had already had sex and we were cool. And she told me she was BPD actually within like the first Mm -hmm. day of meeting her. And I saw cut marks on her arm and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And uh, so like maybe three days later, it was the first week I'd met her. We'd just been meeting up pretty much every day. She was super obsessed. Things were good. I told her to come sit on my lap. And I told her to pick out an artist on Spotify and she picked out Lizzo. And I was like, I'd never heard of Lizzo. And I saw a picture. I was like, yo, that is a big bitch. And she smacked me in the arm. Not hard, but she smacked me enough and then got up and walked and sat on the couch like a little petulant child and took the blankie and curled up. And I was like, oh, Jesus. So I went over and I gave her some daddy time and I called her out on her shit and I was like, hey, so here's the deal. I understand you're upset that I called Lizzo a big bitch. Uh, that wasn't meant to slight your artist. I understand that you're upset about that. And I just rocked your world by killing your whole life because I said your artist was fat. But it wasn't an attack on you. And everything's fine. And so she acted like everything was cool. And then I sent her to go pick up lunch. And instead of getting lunch, which was a block away and coming back, she went on like a 30-minute walk and disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then came back and I noticed she was physically shaken and looked anxious. And I was like, hey, why don't I bring you home? And she's like, that sounds like a great idea. And I knew she was done. Like I knew everything was broken. And so I asked her what had happened and what was going on. And she gave me the lowdown and I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. I, I, I am an asshole and sometimes I'm very abrasive and I get that that doesn't work for you. So like, I get this, but you're an amazing person and I enjoyed every second I had with you. And that's the line, by the way, I enjoyed every second I had with you and you have to mean it. And then you give her a kiss and you send her in a way you never hear from her again, you, you just delete her number.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yep and it was for that those that can't see the screen the two bullet points that this kind of encapsulates is realize i'm the problem and you give them Mm -hmm. their space yes
2: and i said Um, to her if you ever want to reach out again i'm here for you but i will never contact you
0: damn hardcore
2: Definitely puts the ball in their court. Right. I wanted to uh, contact her so bad. The sex indeed. has been – it was literally incredible. So I really want to contact her all the time, but I'm not going to because I said I wouldn't.
0: That's one uh, idea. There is a distinct overlap between the more crazy they are, the better the sex is. No, There's no question about it. She she was a wild uh, woman, capital W. Yeah. All right, moving on. So the other way to make breaking up their idea so they dump you, I guess in your context, you kind of still – send them packing, but it was more, you put the ball in their court. So they had the, the, the control of the situation. Yes. She where, had the power. Yeah. Now in this one, it kind of flips the script entirely where you become the super beta. You mm-hmm. look on the neediness, <laughs> you break frame all the time. You become <laughs> the emotional tampon. You just become boring. You just do all of the things that is like the, the, the antithesis of everything we've taught you for like the last year. <laughs> all right? Do the opposite of what we told you to do and you'll be fine. They'll break up with you in no time. Yeah. So Just, yeah, that, that's, that's how you kind of get out of jail free card right there. Guys. It's like, follow all your old instincts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So I think, and we have one last slide. Mike, do you want to do the honor? Yeah. piao piao. There we go. Slide. Number 11. This is Mike's uh, bro tip. Do you want to cover it? Cover it, dude. This is all you. I Absolutely. This was so much
1: fun writing this. Um, so bro tip number 11 is if she's crazy, approach it like a roller coaster. Have fun. Don't be scared. Make sure you use every available safety measure, and you have to know when to get off the ride. Most importantly of all, don't try to buy the amusement park, meaning you can, you can date crazy. You can have sex with crazy. Don't marry crazy and don't have kids with crazy.
0: No. Like like DTC, <laughs> like like Mike and DTC did at one. Time. I think we've all been there at one point. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of commonalities in the guys that arrive at this uh, this community, this Hi. industry. Learn from our mistakes, please. Yes,
2: <sighs> I had yeah. a lot of good sex and I had some cool kids, so it was worth
1: it. I I I have a great daughter with uh with my wife, and things are great, and I'm glad that I am no longer married to the woman I was before,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, it, it was a bad situation. Life is good. Uh, life is good. Things are good. But if you if you recognize some of these, just, you know, understand that you got to protect yourself. Uh, wrap it up. Always wrap it up, guys. If oh, would, yeah.
0: Guys, if she buys a turkey baster, it's it's so <laughs> it's, 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 gonna have a bad time. So, which bad. one of the uh, iron rules of Mossies Was it uh, always be in control of the birth control?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the I think it's birth control? Yeah. Always be, never let the woman be in control of the birth, I think is what he's saying. The gist just, it's the same. You no, know, 100%. You, you yeah. got it. 100% the same thing.
0: Uh, I'm going through the uh, the notes that we took over the show. Uh, is there anything in here you guys wanted to uh, revisit? Any go-backs? <sighs> you guys have a bunch of them.
2: I've I've jumped I in. I mean, honestly, I wrote a whole bunch. I don't see any of you guys. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not, My main one was that you've you really got to record everything. And you know what? If it comes down to it, if you're not sure about people and you're bringing people back to your house, uh, if you get some those little nest cameras or whatever, you put a little sticker on the front door. You know, entry is uh, consent to monitoring. Those Jodel little uh, house security is signs they got. Like I'm the telling you, brother. it's like the big C-Y-A. brother. C Y A. You can't
1: so, take. Piss in Joe's house without him getting it
2: <laughs> So I, I was gonna be like normal and say you just do the night after text with every girl that you're with, and you say, oh, "Hey, last night was great." And you get the text back. I do that with every single girl.
0: That's that's legit. Yeah, or I you mean, can go you can go yeah. full Joe and get a nest and take pictures of every bitch in your house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's. That's a bit extreme. I was thinking more along the lines of. Uh, no, I like it, dude. I I think it's great. You would know, like you're gonna best. encounter issues. Let's have take the recording a going before you walk in, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's been cases where guys have actually had to like, uh, what's her name, mattress girl. Mm-hmm. It was his texts, like what you're just talking about, checking in with her. It's like, oh, that's what saved this bacon. So Emma Suckowitz or whatever her name is. So Bro, I learned from Reddit that you're yeah. supposed to
2: do that. So I just yeah. copy people.
1: So let's let's <laughs> make sure we explain what this is when you talk about the day after text and why it exists. Yeah.
2: Well, it's for me, too, girls. So sometimes girls don't really know that they want to have sex with you or they really do. But they feel like sluts because their family conditioned them that if they have sex with people that they just met, that they're bad people. And that guilt weighs on them and they need you to basically take it from them. And it seems like rape, but it's not because they really want it. And it's really challenging because they're happy about it. And the next day, sometimes they feel uncomfortable about the decision they made. And or their
0: friends, they get that social pressure.
2: Well, no, it's mostly their friends, to be yeah. honest. So yeah. um, this happens a lot with like Caribbean girls or girls with good families. Their families watch them. So when they go out at night, they have to dress in plain clothing, and they have to be home at a certain time at night because their family will stay awake and wait for them. Mm-hmm. And then they will grill them incessantly about what they did and who they were with. And so, that social. social pressure is so tough for them so they really have to like you and their parents have to know about it it's very challenging to be with a person who has a family like that because they're all up in their business so when they actually do have sex with you they have to have a really good reason for it and if they don't they're going to be tormented by their family and friends
1: let's qualify this because you did use the r word uh we're not we're not talking about or advocating rape what we're talking about here i know you i know know. some people need this spelled out because they're autists but the simple the simple fact is uh you are you are essentially just escalating and as long as things are as long as we're having a good time and she's enjoying it like just keep going right as long as you're both into it keep going but you have to realize that she's going to have some she's going to have some hesitation or second thoughts about it's the anti-slut defense right it's am Mm. i going to be judged for this and sadly uh you know it's it's not as simple as well you you're an adult and you should be able to have sex and enjoy that consensually with a person but sadly women are not conditioned that way right can i can i tell a story
2: of a recent event that just happened please so this person that i met was going to fly out to me and stay in my apartment with me for Mm. a 24-hour period And told her friends that she was not going to sleep with me. Hmm. And she was also conveniently on her period, which she did not tell me. Mm -hmm. And flew out and stayed with me, but expected that she was not going to have sex. And could not believe the fact that we did have sex. And then her friends yelled at her the next day. True story.
1: Hmm. Yeah. She's going to come back, though. So it's fine. This is new to each other. She could have she could have just had an enjoyable weekend and her friends could have said, like, oh, that's awesome. Like you had a nice fun experience. Well, they're super jelly. They're pets. They, pet. they could have said, You guys enjoyed sex together. That's great, because you're two adults that can do that. And we had an amazing time and she was super happy. But this is not how it plays out for a lot of women. A lot of women have shame, pressure, guilt around that.
0: And I mean, what happens? Can there,
2: you think about that especially though? Especially the
0: younger ones that are in college who have close yeah. peer groups in close proximity. Mm-hmm. Well, not right now because of COVID, but normally, yeah, this is a, a very real issue. And I saw this in the military too. And this is kind of I think one of the, the 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 cruxes of the Me Too movement, where you've got the legitimate issues, and then you got the other ones, like Mike said, it's almost like this after the fact ASD, where you got to own up to the responsibility of facing your peers, facing your parents. These are real issues. What well, well, I'm see, really, that's, the
2: problem. I mean, that's why a lot of people get rape charges because they feel bad afterwards because someone made them feel bad. They were super consenting, but then said they got raped afterwards even though they enjoyed it and were super happy about it in the moment at that time. They were a consenting adult and then they turn around and say it's rape. And it's it's
1: sad. It just can't happen though. They feel icky but, later. Icky yeah. is rape. You but cannot
0: too withdraw consent. It just doesn't work like that. You either consent, but, or you didn't. And you can't remember what I said earlier about being aware of what their friends are like. If they're easily misled, if they're easily going to be uh, succumb to other people's frame.
2: But that's not even BPD girls, Joe. That's just girls in general. You know what I mean? That's not histrionic. That's not any type of personality disorder. That's just girls who are who are with their friends or their family, and there are social pressures and conditionings that make them feel like sluts, and then they can't have sex freely and be the way they want to be.
0: Well, that is a discussion we will have to table for the private community Sure, it's so going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> no, it is. Uh,
1: just so yeah. to, to draw that to a conclusion, what, what we're saying here is there, it this, this is an issue that in particular acutely affects women. And it's sad that that happens, but men have to contend with the consequences of it. Yes. So just be aware of these structures and understand them. And sadly, sadly, that's the case. Women slut shame more than men, I would say. And, and and to, oh, the, yeah. to the extent that men,
2: t- men don't slut shame. Like, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> no, 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 but fathers, brothers, like to some extent, yeah. No, that, high five, bro. What are, we, what are we talking about? This stuff happens. Let's be honest. This stuff happens, but this is the way women have been conditioned for a long period of time. And sadly, men have to continue with the consequences.
0: Yeah. So taking control of it in that context of the CYA aspects. Let me bring that slide back up again. Yeah. Uh, right here. Make sure- so that's something we should have probably added to this was, the uh the after the text after and the uh and record everything and those two right there are going to knock out probably 80 or 90 percent of the bad shit that happens uh where it was not like the regret things you were talking about and people are going to say that doesn't exist i disagree with that entirely we can argue about the percentages but to say that it doesn't exist is foolish yeah, we've and heard too
1: many stories from the guys on the Discord and the guys on TRP
0: uh, about this. Men in, yeah, men in, in life in general, it happens to many. I mean, and there seriously, are things you can do to mitigate the risk. Seriously, I look like Brad
2: Pitt. Do I need to rape people? And then I could get a girl to say that I raped her. That could happen to me if she got real yeah. mad.
1: But that's well, as easy as somebody saying something like that. So, like, the, the moral of the story is keep it all consensual, be assertive, be enthusiastic. It's all it, It's all good fun. Mm -hmm. right nobody gets hurt if it's all consensual but escalate right be exciting be attractive make a move and if she doesn't like it she's a big girl she'll stop you
2: and she's also an agent of free will who makes her own decisions we're not talking about children here these are adult women who have free agency and the choices they make they should be held for
0: rock on i think we'll leave it there so we have talked about the stuff to watch out for what to do if you run into one of these issues if you guys want to talk about this more, come on over to our private community, and we will see you there afterwards. Let's do uh, before we cut off. Let's do some questions for real quick. Do We have one. Oh, or do two. we have questions? I'm sorry, I didn't see that. No, no, no I think we have just uh, maybe two or three. All right, you check the notes. I will check Discord. Okay, so I think we got. Let's see, Bagley. Uh, for
1: forgive my nevite, I probably pronounced that wrong. Please, naivety. Naivety. Thank you. But I just realized the last woman I dated was BPC, uh, BPD, because of this video. Uh, well, it's a good thing that she's the last one you dated, uh, not the next one you're dating. Uh, but that's why we, that's why we're running this down. Uh, if if this sounds familiar, then it's that's a red flag, danger. Will Robinson. Hmm. Um, do we want to talk about kind of how to vet for that really quickly?
0: Uh, sure. I I didn't hear any of that. I was reading the comments over yonder trying to figure out what's what's going on.
2: I have, I would say, honestly, I have a PhD when it comes to BPD girls at this point, because I was married to one for such a long period of time.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, BPD girls are super easy to spot. Uh, Typically there's an overlap in the histrionic behaviors and you're going to see a lot of loud girls um, who want attention. It's not always going to be the case. Um, You'll get the quiet ones too, but they always seek attention. They're always wanting people to validate them, and it's always through sexuality. And usually, that happens because these girls have incurred oh. some sort of damage at a very young age and were exploited sexually, which is very sad. But typically, that's the cause of it. There's some sort of trauma in their past that causes them to act out like this. And uh, sometimes their mothers exploit them and and teach them to be sexual at a very young age, and so. These girls are treated like uh, little women and they take on responsibility for the home and they become actual women when they're like 13. They have like real nice bodies and then guys are hitting on them and they're getting unwanted sexual attention and their moms parade them around as their own little extension Mm -hmm. of themselves because they're narcissists. And they want their daughters to become these beautiful people who grow up to get the attention of men and they train them to become uh, attention seekers for men. So they you live can vicariously through their daughters. I'm sorry.
0: It's, I've seen it before. They live vicariously through their daughters.
2: Yeah, and ultimately, what they want, and this sometimes happens from the Caribbean islands, they are very poor, and they come here and they have this dream that their daughters will mar- marry someone who has money, and that will benefit them. And so, yeah. my ex was very upset. Her mother was very upset that I didn't have the money she wanted. So mm-hmm. I was the bad guy. She went against her rules. She was supposed to marry a baseball player and went with me. Uh, But that happens, you know, these girls, they, they look for money. And so they're going to, they're going to come in and you'll see that behavior too. They're going to be desiring you to have some sort of goals in your life where you can make money and take care of them. They need a daddy because typically they have daddy issues. So they're looking for a provider and looking for a daddy and they're going to exploit you via their sexuality. They're going to come off with heavy emotions. They're going to tell you everything about themselves. You're going to feel like you know them so well, even though you just met them. And the emotions are going to be so intense and the sex is going to be so good that it's going to blow your mind. And then you're going to go crazy and feel like you're in love, even though you just met her. And then Mm. you're going to do some crazy stuff because of that emotion. And that's going to happen to you if you meet a BPD girl and you happen to mix in with her chemistry. It's dangerous, it's it's explosive, and it's quick. And then all of a sudden you're married and you have a baby. (laughs) Ask me how I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting because you you touched on a little bit of the uh, the part of this that affects attachment styles, yeah, when they're young and they have a, a problem develop, development um, some women, and of course it happens to men too, but some women will get stuck in a particular dysfunctional attachment style, and it'll manifest in one of these ways that we talked about tonight mm. it's just not uh, It's not a good look for everybody, them or the guys that they're with
2: I mean honestly, most people are from damaged homes right how many people do you meet who have married parents who are super happy it's very uncommon nowadays yeah and the result of that is a bunch of children from broken homes who are messed up and they act out in crazy ways and this is just one of the ways so you can date girls who have bpd but they have to be in treatment they have to be taking medication and they have to be working on themselves and then they're safe to date but still be very careful it's not a good idea even though the sex is great you got to be super careful with these types of women and a lot of the guys who I meet in the TRP community typically have some cluster B behaviors and they're attracted to these types of girls. So that's the the warning I send out to all of you people listening. Uh, I understand they're hot. I understand they're fun to have sex with, but you need to be very careful who you entangle yourself with.
0: It's dangerous. <laughs> the entanglements, yes. And as Mike said, don't buy the amusement park. Yeah.
2: Just Think jump gonna... on for a ride if you want to, but make sure you wear lots of protection.
0: Wrap it up. Yep. I think we're going to cut it there and we will see you guys over on the discord in uh, a little bit. All right. Any final thoughts? No, that's it. All right. We'll see you guys later. See you.